when 900 years old you reach look as good you or not. Hmm? I am the one who knocks. You maniac! You blew it up! God damn you! God damn you all to hell! Do the men to the state! Montucky Skies. Welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. <laughs> and I'm Brandon. Okay. Having a little bit of audio problems, but I think we got them through. So anybody who is hanging out with us right now, if you would share us, that would be super cool. I'll remind you a little bit later, just like in the bottom of the screen somewhere, uh, it'll say that you can share and that would be much appreciated. So anyway, uh, so we are starting off. It is 2017 now. Um, up yours, 2016, as we named the last episode, because it's a travesty. <laughs> that year sucked. I'm glad to get a new year in the books. Um, it was somewhat of a great end to 2016 that Mariah Carey had a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> that was glorious. So you did see this. But what did you see on it? I'm just curious. because You know, I actually didn't see anything. I heard it. You heard it. So you, my my wife was playing it on her phone. Okay. And just listening to it, it sounded like a train wreck. Although the worst part was is I had to listen to Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah. No, I I listened to her just uh so I could hear what went on cuz I ignored it at first and I was just like it can't be that big of a deal. Like, I, I don't know why everybody is just making such a huge deal out of it. But as it turns out, it was a huge deal. Um, she was having apparently problems in her ears uh, where they have the headphones and stuff. Yeah, it sounded like what happened was the the audio track that they were supposed to lip sync to didn't include the vocals. Yeah. The vocal track was the official story that I heard. Look, here, here's what I'm going to say about the whole thing. Like, first off, anybody who dances or moves around in these kind of venues, like they're always somewhat lip syncing. Like, it's just a thing. But truthfully, they're always fucking lip syncing. I believe that like she sang it to begin with. Like, I really do. I think that that's her voice. I don't think they have like a long time person. Well, then behind. she's just talking into it like. But that's the thing, like they so her, there was her, a, her microphone was live. Yeah. So there was this video of um of Beyonce or like audio that they got from her on Good Morning America and they isolated what she actually sang on Good Morning America and it was horrible, dude. It was so bad and so squilchy. And like it was all pretty much like backing tracks that she had put in before and like the thing is is like she sits there and dances so she can't sing like while she's dancing so it's all just fucking smoke and mirrors to begin with when you look at these tv events like it's all bullshit but like her bullshit fucking backfired and now she's just like trying to take down everybody (laughs) and i love it because mariah carey has had a bad reputation for as long as i can remember oh i hate mariah carey yeah she's there there is nothing but vitriol there she's like super diva right like, I mean, she always has been like, she loves showing off her closet that literally has like a thousand pairs of shoes in it. And like, there's all these stories of her like calling in sound engineers and like slapping them in the face or like walking home and not finish the thing because one tiny thing goes wrong. Like she has this long list of stuff, but here's the thing. If you're doing this like New Year's Eve thing, like Okay, here's what you do. You just say, hey, kill all the tracks. I, you guys want me to sing a cappella or something? And, like, maybe you can't hear yourself, but you know what? Like, you just fucking give it a go instead of just, like, Oh, that would have been way and, more respectable. Yeah, but instead of walking around and, like, scowling. And, like, this is the thing. If you want to do it, <laughs> are you ready? I'm going to show you how it's done. I'm going to show you, like, bigs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take off my hear- headphones here. Okay. So everybody's watching Facebook Live. You can see this. The podcast listeners, I'm sorry. But okay. So I, I have no monitor right now. I have nothing backing up at me that's telling me what I'm hearing. You you ready? What? Okay. Okay. So now you're going to plug one ear because you can hear what you sound like when you plug one ear, which is why you always see people like Michael McDonald plugging one ear in a video. Such a long way to go. Yeah. And he's just like, such a long way to go. 
Simple, dude. Plug one ear, Mariah Carey. How do you not know this by now? Like, seriously. She just doesn't care. <laughs> well, she wanted to, like, be diva-like and, like, throw a fit. And I don't think she really thought it out so well. Because even though everybody's seeing her, it's not in a great way. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not in the way that she wants to be seen, I, I guess, is what I'm saying. And so... I, it's great, dude. I love it. It was a great way to start New Year's Eve. Um, what did you do for New Year's Eve? Did you just hang out in Bozeman? Yeah, we went down to Bozeman. A friend of ours bought a new house down in Bozeman. And so we had a like housewarming New Year's Eve party. And it's a bunch of 38-year-old people. <laughs> so we were all like done by 1030. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how That's how. I mean, go. it, 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 dra- it drug on till about one, but like... By about, we were all playing uh, pool and ping pong and stuff, and we were just like all exhausted by 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So it was pretty low key. Yeah. Um, so for my New Year's, I, so I, I had this big argument with my wife. I wanted to go to J Bar. Uh, she wanted to go to the Rialto and we were like getting real arguments about it. And I was like, come on, like all it's going to be is like bro fest with like college kids at the Rialto and like at least at Jester's, we might know some people. And we had this big argument about it and like we sat there and negotiated and argued and negotiated and argued. And finally what wound up happening was we went to Jester's and then we went to the Rialto when it started to pick up. And, like, I was so miserable at the Rialto, dude. Like, I went there, and it was, like, like we were there for midnight. And uh, there was fucking, like, so many bros, dude. <laughs> there was so many bros. like A lot of bros. I, yeah, I went outside to have a cigarette because I actually just quit, but that was the last night, right? And so I go out to have a cigarette, and I'm, like, just fucking pissed, and I'm irritated, and, like, everybody's all pushed in, and it's hot and sweaty in there. People like almost spilling my drink over and over again. Like dudes trying to get with my lady, like all this stuff, you know, and I'm just fucking annoyed. And I go outside and stand and the, like, it was like this dude was like the opposite of like the horse whisperer for me <laughs> because he comes out and he's fucking wearing like a three piece suit and he's like wearing like, it's not quite 3d glasses, but it's like super nice frames with like red and blue lenses and he, yeah, and he comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, bro, did you check out all the girls here?" It's like I can't even decide which one, huh? Huh? <laughs> and I'm just like, I just stare straight ahead, and I go, "Yeah," like really flat, and just stare straight ahead while I'm having a cigarette. And then his friend comes over, and they literally give each other like two high fives like in a row and they're just fucking screaming and super happy and then one of them's like man there's so many people here like if you're a pickpocket you could get so much money am i right am i right like (laughs) the friend also is on the am i right train (laughs) and uh it was super annoying but then i went back to jester's and i had the coolest thing for me happen somebody recognized me from the podcast off of my voice Really? Yeah, that has never happened before. Like five years of doing this, that has never happened, at least that anybody said. And that made me super thrilled. I can't remember your name because I had so many drinks already, but thank you. And I'm going to check out the raid, which he highly recommended. <laughs> but we're sitting there talking about something, and he was just like, do you do like a podcast? I was like, yeah, I do. And he's like, I recognize your voice. I was, that was nice. crazy, dude. Yeah, I guess I have a distinctive voice. So that was awesome to hear. But uh, he also didn't like Rogue One. Actually, he started it by like saying, like, I didn't like Rogue One. And I was trying to think if I had said anything about Rogue One. And I <sighs> couldn't think of anything I'd said Star Wars related like that whole night. And uh, he was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, oh, sweet. So uh, I forgive you for not liking Rogue One. <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. Not It's not for everybody. But, you know, I uh, was listening to ESPN radio the other day and they were having uh one of the guys was talking about rogue one and the reason he doesn't like it was solely because it was out of order because rogue one was out of order because the star wars (laughs) 
was was out of order because he can't like picture 3.5 like out of order <laughs> is that was that the problem yeah he's like you know you, if you do it like rocky where you go rocky one rocky two rocky three rocky four it, like he went through the entire list he, <laughs> he's like he, he rocky can, six apollo <laughs> or not apollo rocky sorry, Creed. yeah Creed. yeah if, <laughs> If you put it in that order, I can follow it. I'm like, wow, that is simple. <laughs> like, does he fucking panic when he's like changing channels and it's suddenly Rocky Three? And he's like, I, I can't do this. Like, I didn't see the fight that led up to Rocky Three. I didn't see the fight before that, or the fight before that, or the fight before that. What do I do? <laughs> Wait, Creed's the good guy. <laughs> I can't follow this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because Creed's pretty much a good guy from three on, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's not even really a bad guy. Ever. No, he was just the adversary. Not, not. I wouldn't put him as a villain, just an adversary. He's a uh, totally disinterested in the first one, right? Like he just doesn't care until they're actually in the fight, and then after a couple of rounds, he's fucking pissed. And then in the second one, he's got like he's he's ready to rumble, right? Yeah, like he's ready to go. But um, I still don't look at him as I'm a villain in that one. Like I just don't. No, like, I don't know. And I even saw him in orders. So, uh, yeah. But I just thought that was a terrible argument. That was an awful argument. <laughs> Especially like with nowadays. Okay, I got to veer off topic wildly. Well, it's because- it's funny because you know I was just thinking because the way he was talking, he saw the original trilogy, which yeah. would be four, five, and six. And he couldn't grasp going ahead of episode four. Yeah. <laughs> oh, going between three and four? No, he'd like the the new trilogy, like, no, don't even start with the, the new trilogy. But it's like the prequels, like, they it's were It's literally one, what three. leads up to the first one he saw. This dude's a moron, man. <laughs> there, there's a reason he's an ESPN announcer. Yeah. <laughs> apparently okay so i gotta veer off wildly really quick uh here in a day or two the alien movie project is gonna drop a Nicolas cage movie called knowing and i had not seen this movie i've never heard of this movie oh i'd heard of it and i'd like i think wisely made the decision to avoid it (laughs) (laughs) because Nicolas cage like hit this point where i'm just like what the fuck are you doing nick but for me to edit his podcast, I mean, I'm I'm dicing in like uh, videos that are like sections of the movie that pertain to whatever they're talking about. So I wind up having to watch chunks of whatever movie they're covering, which, by the way, can be torturous at times. <laughs> um, I'm sitting there looking at this movie and I just can't help but laugh because... He's such a bad actor now. It's not even that he's over the top, although he totally is. Or as he would say, he totally is. But like, he's just fucking bad. Like, he's not (laughs) even good anymore. And I don't know what happened. Like, he used to be good. Like, he used to actually be a good actor. And now it's just like, like every choice he has is just like, I'm going to give it 700% of what it requires. (laughs) And like, that's his choice. Like, He's playing drunk in part of it. And uh, if you listen to the Alien Movie Project when this drops, like in a couple of days, you'll hear what I'm talking about. Because I pull this clip, and it's when Aaron's talking about him puzzling. But he's fucking drunk, and he's looking over this stuff. And he's like the least convincing drunk. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, you won an Oscar for playing a drunk. <laughs> like, And it was a super convincing drunk, right? No, like it was leaving, a good... Like- Definitely convincing drunk. Yeah, like leaving Las Vegas, super good. Like that was the late nineties. What happened in the last what? Fifteen sixteen years, yeah. whatever it was, like since you won that Oscar, that like you can't just play something realistic anymore like i don't know there's a part where the where he sees the aliens for the first time or like gets a good look at him and he fucking drops his knees and he puts his hands up and his mouth goes like this <laughs> and he fucking did and i'm like dude this is not fucking this is not you're not like from a pod like you're not a pod person this isn't fucking you're not donald sutherland in that movie like you're fucking nick cage 
what are you doing? <laughs> like, I just, I don't understand his movies. I don't understand his choices anymore. Yeah, there was a episode of Community uh, about season three or four where they took, a, like, just a quick workshop class on Nicolas Cage, whether he's a good actor or bad actor, and it broke Abed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it really depends. You can't even like say it's era, although like he's done way more bad now than he used to. Yeah, there's definitely a decline, but it's it, he there's did no bad rhyme at the or be- reason. Yeah, he did a lot of bad at the beginning too, though. Is the thing like he's not great, and Peggy Sue got married. Like he's super over the top <laughs> crazy. No. Like he's super over the top crazy in a lot of movies for like in the beginning of his career, right? Do you know he's in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I don't remember I that. I think they completely cut him out, but if you get the one that's got deleted scenes, uh, you can see him in there. They just mostly cut him out of the movie. But that was his first movie and he was under I think he might have been credited as Nicholas Coppola, like his actual name. But uh because he's like he's like related to Francis Ford Coppola and all that. He chose the name Cage because it's fucking crazy, and he's a crazy person. <laughs> he is a crazy person. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So veering off of that, talking about some crazy here. Um, so I wanted to talk about some crazy fan theories because I'm gonna be honest with you. There's not a lot of news today. I got teeny tiny bit, and we'll save it. But like, there is not a lot of fucking news. And so I just dove for whatever I could find. We got a couple of reviews and I've got crazy fan theories to, to stick it out. Cause there's something about like the end of the year. I think everybody's just like, we're going to do our list for like the end of the year. And we're not doing that shit. Like I said before, we'll do the biggies in like a couple of weeks, but yeah. you know, that's a ways down the line. Yeah. It's a little ways. It's a little ways to go when we're in ward season. Such but, a long way to go. Such a long way to go. All right. Anyway. So which, which crazy fan theory would you like to hear first? I got three of the ones that delighted me the most when I was looking around. We have a home alone one. We have a big Lebowski one and a notebook one. Let's start with the notebook. The notebook. Okay. Let's start off with what I'm not interested in and build up from there. Have you seen The Notebook? No. Super fucking good. Okay. Spoilers. Spoilers. No, it's really fucking good. (laughs) No, I swear to God, I'm not even saying it ironically. It's a really fucking good movie. I I know. Who knew? (laughs) It's hard to explain. Like uh, My friend Dub from the We Had a Good Life podcast, who if he's watching this, please share that video, Dub, or anybody else. But... uh, so when they were him and Greg, who was on Montague Skies in the early days, like Greg was telling me that they watched the notebook and cried together and held each other. And I didn't believe it. And I thought they were fucking crazy. And I was given that look that you're giving me now. <laughs> and then I fucking saw the notebook with my wife. And it's so fucking good. Like, I can't imagine a world where I haven't seen the notebook. <laughs> it's just a good movie. Like it's it's a romantic it's a romantic movie so you like a romantic drama so you feel like it should be shitty but it's not like it's like what if you wrote one but it's really fucking good but I have to spoil it a little bit to talk about this fan theory so basically in the Notebook James Garner plays the older version of Ryan Gosling and uh, like there's a question as to whether when he's he's reading this story as if it's like a flashback or not a flashback, but like, it's just a story. And, uh, so James Garner's like laying out the whole story and he's basically talking about how he fell in love with his wife who's with him, but she's got Alzheimer's. So she doesn't remember. So he's telling the story. So it's a little bit tragic when you're watching it. Then they wind up like in the retirement home, not going to spoil the very ending, like the very ending in case you, your wife ever ropes you into watching it, which <laughs> She should. Jesse, if you're watching this, make him watch The Notebook. He'll like it. You son of a bitch. I, dude, I put out a thing on Not Safe for Network page a long time ago that was talking about uh, males that or movies that made males cry, and The Notebook is one of them, dude. <laughs> I, I swear, it was like The Elephant Man, Shawshank Redemption, The Notebook, and I don't remember what I picked as the fourth, but it wasn't The Natural because that's too easy. 
<laughs> it's too easy to list. Brian's song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Brian's song, actually. Okay, so anyway. So you got the you got the basis of the notebook here, okay? So if, so this is just reading what they said on Reddit here. I'm not going to credit the dude because I didn't write it down. Sorry. But uh, if you've ever watched a notebook, you may find it confusing that when they start following James Garden and G- Gina Rowland's picture back in time, that the guy looks nothing like Ryan Gosling. There is a reason. You see, Allie actually made the choice to marry Lon. However, she wrote the whole love story with Lon drowned... <laughs> or with uh, Noah down before dementia set in. When they checked her into the nursing home, Lon, possibly divorced by Allie by then, found the notebook and decided to pretend to be Noah, figuring he could fool her now that she's out of it. This explains why the photos don't look like Noah. It explains why old Allie freaks out when Lon, pretending to be Noah, tries to get close to her, saying he's Noah. It explains why his children are totally skeeved out when they see them together and figure out what's happening and why they don't want him to stay there. All that's missing is the M. Night Shyamalan recap of the horrifying elder (laughs) exploitation. I fucking love this because basically that he's telling the story about how he fell in love with her and he's introducing it in a way where she won't flip out because he has to like slowly introduce it to her because she has Alzheimer's. But I love this idea that it's just this insane dude who's like moved in on her and is <laughs> it's just a scam. like, yeah, just pretending to be <laughs> like the dude that she fell in love with. That's hilarious. Okay. Uh, do you want to hear home alone or, or, uh, Big Lebowski. Let's go Home Alone. Okay. So in Home Alone, Kevin's mom sells her soul to the devil to get home is the theory. Okay. So uh, she says to this airline representative, if I have to sell my soul to the devil himself, I will get home. John Candy suddenly appears behind her and she like jumps when he appears behind her and he offers her a ride like right away. Okay. Um, This is at the Scranton airport and they showed a Google map thing and there's crossroads like right in front of the airport. So like the (laughs) devil always appears at the crossroads, right? (laughs) Like he attempted Robert Johnson and shit like that at the crossroads. Uh, John Candy plays a woodwind instrument. I think he plays a clarinet in this movie. Uh, there are several references in the Bible about woodwinds being linked to the devil. So <laughs> I like this theory, dude. And I especially like that then Home Alone 2 happens and it's like that Faustian bargain kind of thing. Like she's totally, you know, out to save her son or whatever. And like he holds up to his deal, but then it happens to her son again. <laughs> but this time it's in New York and she can't like and Donald Trump appears. Yeah, oh my god, frightening. Could you imagine <laughs> could you imagine if Donald Trump was in charge of your well-being? Like how scary that would be? Oh. I can't imagine it, dude. If Donald Trump were responsible for anything with me. <sighs> 2017, it's going to be a good year. Uh, poor one out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my floor, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. I don't know. I don't think nuclear winter is going to do much for my floor. So. <laughs> what do you think of the Home Alone theory? I think it holds up. Yeah. Are you going to start watching Home Alone? No. Uh, <laughs> just just no. not. Okay. You get forced into watching Home Alone. Somebody takes you, like somebody. Slips behind you in a corner, puts an ether rag on your mouth. Oh, I've throws you in a wheelbarrow. No, I've been forced to watch Home Alone in the last few years. So okay, so if you have to watch this again, are you going to pretend like this is what's really happening? Oh, absolutely. Are you going to let everybody know that this is what happened? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, that's the way to watch these movies. Okay, you're going to love the last one. Okay, from the Big Lebowski. Donnie is a figment of Walter's imagination. I've heard this theory before. Yeah, I hadn't heard it, but I'd like it. I think it adds a lot to the movie. So Donnie mostly interacts with Walter. The dude usually ignores him. The other bowling team is shown only having two members, not three, right? So it's Jesus and that kind of older hippie guy who calls up and and tells him that he's going to have to forfeit or whatever. 
Uh, the Corvette owner doesn't seem to care that Donnie's in the car when he smashes the windshield. <laughs> so, like, when he's like, fuck you, you smashed my windshield, I smashed your windshield, and starts, like, hitting the windshield after uh, John Goodman, or after Walter is saying, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, Larry. Or what does he say in the edited version? That's what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. That's right. <laughs> so great. Best edited line ever. This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Uh, and then after Walter yells man down, the dude guesses Donnie was shot despite the lack of blood as though he can't see him. He he goes or he doesn't have a funeral. The dude just comes along with the memorial and trip to the mortuary to humor Walter and let him peacefully exercise his imaginary friend that he created after the stress of Vietnam. <laughs> so apparently like his imaginary friend really likes in and out burger. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dude. That makes, that makes a big Lebowski even funner if that's possible. So I wanted to ask you about, Talk to you about the NFL. Okay. So there's coaches. It's coach firing season. Mm. Yeah, Chip Kelly's. Chip I, Kelly I heard getting the and uh, Trent Balky are both gone in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Coach Kubiak's gone in Denver. Mm-hmm. Well, he he resigned. That's not such shit. By the way, can I just like back up really quick? That dude just gave him a Super Bowl. And like did it with that with a quarterback who is totally failing in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, and then one year later they fire him. Well, they didn't fire him. He he's Come had on. health issues. Come on, though. You know, you know, they talked to him. They were like, <laughs> "There's a door. Why don't you use it?" You know. Come on, really. All right, mark my prediction. Within two years, Gary Kubiak will be working for somebody else, despite health conditions like <laughs> you mark my words dude they fucking fired his ass that's what always happens and they just pretend like they're walking out the door but i'm uh, i wanted to ask you could you be an nfl coach no <laughs> <laughs> no no i couldn't stand the roided out guys oh um, uh, they uh, that would be a terrible job i yeah i i mean i could deal with the money but the stress would be <laughs> way too much for him. I don't I don't want to be one of those guys who's like the first one to show up to work and the last one to leave. Like and I've just never basically been that live guy. at the training center. Yeah. No, fuck that. Um I don't even want to play Madden anymore. So <laughs> I definitely couldn't coach. But if I coached, I would be the most horrible coach because I'd be like, look, we got to do this run and gun offense because this is what I play in Madden all the time. So you guys are just going to have to figure this shit out. Don't worry. It always works out by the end of the season. (laughs) I don't think people are going to want to play ball with me, man. Does anybody even run the run and gun anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I don't follow it that close. Yeah, probably not. I think the only thing worse than being an NFL coach would be like a big 12 college coach. Oh, yeah. Would be the worst. Actually. Or like any anybody no. in the FCS. You know why the NFL would be worse? Because those guys in the Big 12 make like five times the amount that the NFL coaches make. And they get to be GM. So they get to make their personnel, personnel decisions. But the, guy, the, guy, the guys less. in the, the college level work twice as hard as NFL coaches. I believe it, but I think there's something to be said because like when you control your own destiny. Once you're done with the NFL season from depending on how your team does, anywhere from January to February on through till you get close to the draft, you're not doing a whole lot. Yeah. Whereas in college, you hit the the uh recruiting boards hard. I mean, truthfully though, like NFL coaches don't stop though. Like they, I mean, it's, it's fun to say that, but they really like go just straight into like watching video of other teams, but mostly watching video of college teams and like trying to figure out who they're going to get on the draft boards. Like that NFL coaches don't fucking stop either, <laughs> but yeah, the college coaches have a little more on their plate, but they also don't have a general manager breathing down their neck. Yeah. And I think that that's pretty huge. Like that's that's like 
Like you look at Harbaugh, I don't think he's going to leave Michigan. Like, I don't think so. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to leave Michigan because I think he gets to call his own shots there and it's just like it was hell for him to have to answer to Trent Balky and an owner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just like, I don't know. I, I can see it both ways, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, I couldn't coach. Could you coach? No. No. <laughs> I, I would be having a heart attack after about – two-thirds of a season i love the idea of you having the hubris to think that you could coach no like and just i I also like the fact that you just think it's because you'd have a heart attack during the season you think you'd be good enough for the no no no, not even and i can't (laughs) show a guy how to get here i am like five foot two and two like best part of 200 pounds talking to somebody that's a foot and a half taller than me yeah and three times the girth of me just trying to tell him how to drop into three-point <laughs> stands and stuff when you've never actually done one in your life yeah that that's just <laughs> not happening no that i couldn't i couldn't be a coach yeah, i could dude. enjoy the coach's salary but that's about it i'm gonna be honest i really <laughs> i really don't think I, I was ever that great at just playing pickup football like in front of my trailer court when i was a kid so <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> don't put me in as coach. Don't no. do that. <laughs> don't put me in coach. All right. Should we move to some reviews? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, I went and saw Passengers the other night. Have you seen any movies lately? I haven't seen anything. Okay. So I saw Passengers. Uh, I took River. We went and saw it. It's like Chris, Pat, or Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence joint. So they purposely kept kind of mum about what the plot was about is what I kept hearing because they didn't want to spoil it for people going in. But I'm here to tell you, it's just a tiny twist on what you already see in the trailer. Like what this movie is really about is like, can you survive just being alone for a long period of time? Because that's basically what this movie is. Like they're going and getting on a ship from earth and it takes place way in the future. I don't think they nailed down a year and this company, basically they pay money to get flown to some planet. They don't even they say the name of the planet, but it's totally made up. And, uh, and then like you colonize. So it takes 120 years to get to that planet. And so in the meantime, you're like in hydrobolic sleep chambers or however they say it. But Chris Pratt's fucks up, and he suddenly wakes up. Oh. <laughs> and he's only 30 years in. So they have 90 years to go. And he's Chris Pratt's age, so it's like, what, 30? In his 30s somewhere? Yeah. So he's fucked. Like, he's not going to get to the planet, right? And and they let you know pretty quick into the movie, like, there's no, there's no way out of this. Like, like you're going to be awake, and you're going to be on this ship. And so there's all this stuff that comes out of that, but that's essentially the movie. Um, I liked it a lot. It like shocks me that it was like a $110 movie or $110 million movie. Like it shocks me that, that a studio would pony up like for that plot to just like, yeah, we're just going to make this a hundred million dollar movie and just hope that Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence pull in people. But I'm glad that it happened because, like, I thought it was a good movie. I don't think it's one that, like, it's not one you're going to see twice. Like, it's not one that's going to really pack the asses into the seat, which has been showing over the last two weeks. Like, it made back its butt. Like, they're saying it's a bomb, dude. You look yeah, at it of course world- they're saying it's a bomb. Let's- yeah, you look at it worldwide, I think it's made, like, $30 million so far, somewhere around there. So, like, it's already bullshit. Like, they already made their money back. It'll make money in the future because it is a good watch, but um, it's really interesting. There's some more stuff that comes in that's little twists that I don't really want to give away because the center around this movie is like, can you live without people? Like, is that something that you're capable of doing? Just living your entire life in this like thousand meter radius area without people with just like an android who's a bartender who's stuck (laughs) in the bar. Like, that's all you can do. 
And it's like Jack Torrance didn't last a winter, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and you see Chris Pratt at a certain point, like he starts to go fucking crazy. Like he's got super long hair and a super long beard. And like Jennifer Lawrence is all over this movie, but like this is more of a Chris Pratt movie where she's like a supporting character. So I like the trailer misrepresents it a little bit. But that's really what's going on in this movie. So um, I would check it out. Like, it's real good. Uh, it's It makes... Like, I walked out of the theater and thought about it for a while. It wasn't like, you know, trying to figure out the plot or anything like that. But you just really think about that question. Like, could I do it? Like, could I survive like that? And it's it's interesting. I think it tells you a lot about yourself, like, what the answer to that is. What do you think? Like, you're stuck on a spaceship for 90 years and you have nobody. Like... Ooh, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Straight up couldn't do it. What I, if you have like one person? It would be really rough. Like I, I'm just thinking like if I was stuck in my apartment for 90 years, either A, by myself or B, with somebody else, I would have a real tough time with that. Yeah. Do you think you could do it without committing suicide? Like, do you think you could live a full life? Or do you think you would just snap at some point? Because that's really a question in this movie, like when you break it down. I I don't know. I would have a real tough time. It'd be one of those things, I don't know, like if I could just like ignore the oxygen sensor that's going off and be like, I'm just going to go to sleep now and not wake up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go out the airlock now and not come back. <laughs> Just float. Whee! That's my spaceman float right there. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I. that would be really tough. And that and like knowing you're probably going to die and just die alone might be real kind of tough to watch or yeah. tough to like fathom. Whoa. <laughs> We're gonna get some feedback. <laughs> okay. Uh so once again, if you happen to see this video, lower right hand, right. Whoa. Right. Watch the hand there. There, right there. <laughs> uh it's a share. If you could share this video, we'd appreciate it. And if you don't feel like sharing, if you want to just like not watch us on Facebook because we're kind of ugly, uh, you can always listen to us on Montucky Skies, and we do this on the weeks that we don't do Facebook. So you can check us out at, at any given point. But anyway, uh, so moving on. So another another thing I wanted to review was the Mick. The Mick. Yes. So this is Sweet D from oh, It's Always yeah. Sunny in Philadelphia. Got her own show on Fox. Did they actually start the series yet? So I don't know because Hulu has Hulu has a tendency to get Fox shows a week before they come out, at least like early on, I've noticed. So I honestly don't know if this has come out yet or not outside of Hulu, but it's definitely on Hulu. I watched it today just for you guys because there's no news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it's a real funny show. I really it like it. It looks pretty good. Yeah, she really holds it down, dude. Like, she... Okay, how can I put it? Now, I was made aware a while ago, uh, like maybe a week ago, uh, somebody I know at work was telling me that every single person you know in your life, you average out, and anything that's in the middle to higher, like an attraction, or like in good looks you will find attractive. Like it's the sum total of all the people you've known in your life. Right now I lived on Rodney street. So like people are super fucking run down. Like a lot of people, I know there's a lot of meth that went through there. So I knew a lot of rough characters. This could explain why I have a thing for Elizabeth Hurley. I don't know. Not Elizabeth Hurley. Wrong one. Who's the crazy? <laughs> Helen Bonham Carter. Yeah. Helen Bonham Carter. Sorry. Like, yeah, I like her. Like, I was shocked to find out that nobody else likes her and looks at her like a crazy cat lady. <laughs> uh, but this is probably because by some total for much of my life, I was living in the Rodney Street ghetto where people are like drinking their sorrows away and then doing math to like just push them down farther and not as much anymore. But there's definitely like a good eh, 
20 years or so where that was the case. So uh, I get into this to say I'm not sure if most people find Sweet D attractive. I kind of do. Like, just a little bit. But they definitely don't play that up in this show. Like, this is more the Sweet D is doing crack cocaine, like, kind of stuff. Like, she looks haggard when you watch this show. Like, she's definitely, like, playing up the whole uh, super drunk, like, just clearly done a lot of drugs and stuff. And her sister... Basically, her sister married a millionaire, which she likes to point out immediately when when uh, her boyfriend, who she won't allow to go into the the mansion, uh, like she's he's basically like your sister's a millionaire, and she goes, "No, she married one. There's a difference." <laughs> and we found out that she was a Hooters girl who, or like a Hooters waitress, who basically nice. like hit on him, and that's how she knit or how she got him. But um, <clears throat> her boyfriend is really funny. Like her boyfriend is super skeezy, and like he's got, he's got like this thirty-two ounce like cup of something, and she goes to take a drink, and it's fucking gas. Oh, because <laughs> he didn't have a container for it. And then like they get they get to this party at this mansion, and she won't let him come in, and. She, and he's like, "Why'd you have me come then?" She's like, "I don't know. I needed somebody to fucking drive me while I drank." <laughs> he was he's really pissed off he's like well i'm coming in and then she turns on like a football game and he goes all right shut up shut up and like just starts listening to the game <laughs> so he just immediately forgets why he's there and so she's at this party and like it's not going well because there's a lot of like erudites around and then all of a sudden the fbi busts in and she fucking like goes leaping over gate after gate after gate. And then the dude who she came with like sees the FBI roll by. And so he goes to drive off. So she busts out of a gate and he fucking hits her with this car, dude. <laughs> and just like looks and sees her on the ground and just keeps rolling, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but she gets screwed because they go off. Uh, they have to like get interrogated and they go with their lawyers. And so she's stuck with their kids. And then they fucking just flee the country. They're like, oh, yeah, we had to flee the country and, like, don't give her an option. So she's stuck with these super bratty kids. So the idea is basically, like, take somebody who does way too much drugs and way too much drinking. Sweet who's D. Not, yeah, Sweet D. Take Sweet D <laughs> and put her in charge of, like, children <laughs> who are fucking super just awful, but, like, in a great way. Like, one of them like basically explains to the younger one that their parents won't go to jail because they're rich and the scales are balanced in their favor, like towards the rich. And I'm just like, this kid knows what's up. (laughs) He knows exactly what's going on in the justice system today. Could you imagine if like some rich fuck was at the top of the ladder and we had to deal with that? Breathe, breathe, breathe. You can't, you can't not breathe for four years. How is this going to be a better year than 2016? <laughs> ah! Okay, I'm breathing. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I keep forgetting what fucking bizarro reality that I landed in a while ago. Could you imagine bizarro Trump if we had like this really weird orange goatee? <laughs> <laughs> Who would bizarro Trump be? I think it's Rise Darby for Flight of the Concords. Just super nice, like really quiet, like not totally understanding what's going on, but not pretending like he understands what's going on. <laughs> That's what makes him. Bizarro yeah. Trump. Bizarro Trump. Uh, wow. I think we ought to end on Bizarro Trump. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you no, got more? I got, I, got, I got our one piece of news. We can't throw away our one piece of news, okay? <laughs> All right, so uh, Rogue One editors John Gilroy and Colin Goody revealed that what was reshot for the movie, okay? Because this is something that's been, like, interested on the internet. We know some things that were cut for sure, but we really don't know what was added. And there's been speculation about the end, the beginning, but we just don't know, right? So here's what they said. The story was reconceptualized to some degree. There were scenes that were added to the beginning and fleshed out. We wanted to make more of other characters like Cassian's character and Bodhi's character, who is the defective yeah. Imperial pilot. 
Uh, the scene with Cassian's introduction with the spy Bodhi trapsing through Jeddah on his way to Saw. These are things that we added. Also, Jen Urso, we set up her to escape from the transporter. That was all done to make the story better. So the, the thing where they like spring her from jail, they wow. reshot that. Uh, the end changed quite a bit. The third act had a lot going on. You have like seven different action venues. The mechanics of the act changed quite a bit in terms of characters. And I don't want to go too much into the detail about what we did there before. But it was different. We moved some of the things that our heroes did. And they were different in the original than if they were originally conceived. He also said that there's not going to be a director's cut. Because a director's cut would only be ten minutes longer for starters. Um, and there's just not enough footage to, to do it. Like they, It sounded like they really didn't change all that much, but they sort of manipulated the and end. cleared things up. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like they took the end and were like, let's make it happier or anything like that. Like, I have heard nothing in way of that. No. Like, if anything, the, when they first started writing it, Gareth Edwards had the tale. And then he realized when it was like a standalone film, he was like, can we kill all the characters? And they were like, yeah, I guess you can. And then like he started rewriting it to where it was changed. Now, if they had filmed anything yet, I don't know. But I do feel like people are like trying to like take away some credit from Gareth Edwards and give it to this other guy and like just kick over a bee's nest that doesn't need to be kicked over, you know? Like the fact is, I think the movie works, right? I would agree with that 100%. Yeah, it could use a little less Tarkin. Like maybe shown him from the distance so it's not so obvious that he came from the Polar Express. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Turn down the gloss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe have him in a hologram and have him talk through a hologram. Then nobody could tell, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, you're not quite there yet, Marvel. You're not quite there. Or Disney. Or whatever. Whoever's got the, the 3D imagery or whatever. Like, it it's, works it, it works on one show. It doesn't work on two. It's <laughs> not quite there. Yeah. Keep working on it, though. No, definitely keep working on it. Because if they had tried to do this, like, 20 years ago, they would have looked like Jar Jar Banks, and it would have been a shit show. So... <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Could you imagine if like somebody had like hijacked Star Wars and made prequels and they were real bad and like they followed Darth Vader as a kid, but he's like a really bratty kid that nobody likes at first. And he turns mm-hmm. into like a bratty teen nobody likes. Yeah. And then a bratty young adult that everybody hates. Like, could you imagine what I can't oh, oh. oh. Alright. Breathe. Breathe. How's this year going to be better? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So once again, I'll buy Facebook. We'll see you later. Uh, if you like what you hear, we do this every week. Uh, podcast, Montucky Skies. You can find us at montuckyskies.blogspot.com. We have a whole archive of... In fact, we're getting close to 300 episodes. We're not there yet, but we're pretty close. We're like a yeah. month or two away. Um so you can find the episodes there. You can find them on iTunes or anything that goes through the iTunes library, like Podcast Land, Crashbox, Podcast Republic, whatever. Like whatever your podcatcher of choice is, we're we're probably on it. Um, and we got you can, links on Not Safer Network. Yep, you can at least check out the last twenty five episodes that way, and you can once again go even further at that montagueskies.blogspot.com. If you like the Not Safer Network page. If you happen to see this off of somebody sharing the video, um, you know, it'll pop up on your thing and let us know, let you know when we're going live again. So you can definitely check us out if you just like watching us this way. Check out some of the other shows we on the Not Safer Network. Yeah. Uh, there's only three. <laughs> there's only three now officially. So we had a good life. Uh, who are brothers Matt Campbell and Dub Campbell. They do a great job. Uh, they also do videos from time to time. We got the Alien Movie Project, Kate and Aaron Donaldson. They fucking knock it out of the park, do a lot of media criticism on 
alien movies and they're really funny but then they're also smart so i feel like i learned something yeah you definitely learned something at the end of the day yeah uh mostly this last time for the episode coming up i learned that nick cage is still a crazy man (laughs) uh i wasn't wrong about that (laughs) no and then bigs on film yeah bigs on film that's right my (laughs) own And that's that's me giving commentaries with people sitting in. Brandon's been sitting in quite a quite a bit lately, most frequent and guest. But I've had a few other people sit in too, and we just do commentary tracks for the movies. So that's all the the podcasts on the network right now. Uh, I think we got a few in the works. We'll see what actually comes comes out of the works. But uh, yeah, and that's all I really got to say. You got anything to to finish up? Any any finishing thoughts? Doesn't seem like great. 2017 is going to be great. 2017 is going to be great. Oh, it's not, dude. You're just <laughs> you're just lying to yourself. <laughs> All right, take it easy. actually have debates on my show it's called that's debatable but i don't really have an affirmative or negative debate really it's not a win or loss kind of debate the way that i've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um, as opposed to having any one argument in particular i think talking about arguments is a fun way to have an argument you're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them a not safe for network podcast Take that OD, you drink it down to the label. Yeah. You uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station. <laughs> uh, you then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt just liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Experience what we just had the absolute privilege of mm-hmm. experiencing in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. Yeah. We had a good life. When Wilford Brimley is telling you that that's what he's going to do, you're like, oh, wow, it must be aliens. It's totally because the mustache. Yeah, yeah, believe the mustache, because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache. Bad news. There's something about him that's not right, and the characters pick up on it right away and they lock him away. (laughs) You know, the plot suggests it's for other reasons, but he is a man that should have a mustache, and when he doesn't, it codes for strangeness. And just all-around wrongness and weirdness. The Alien Movie Project. Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the Robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like like he's uh, Norwe- like, Norwegian. Yeah, he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. <laughs> the two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. I know, they're the best. <laughs> like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs> That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude. Oh, yeah, I'd be that worried punching... about getting Seminilla punching that bag. I think he might have... Given that punching bag salmonella. Well, every now and then it's insightful. Find us on iTunes.